Hey everybody, it is Toronto Unicorn here with Curly Vixen and our hello ladies. Hello. So you ladies both took a very special ride on a very special machine at the Always Soccer Lounge Sex Club last night. It was a sex machine, a fucking machine, a penetration machine. I'm not on YouTube, so I can say the dirty words here. Uh, ladies, <laughs> I've had a lot of people interested to know how was that. So Curly, would you like to go first and tell us about your big night taking in an experience with the sex machine at a sex club? Yeah, it was on the... Um the sex bucket list. So I had already done the Sibian multiple times. Um, and I actually was given one of these fuck machines um, like last year from a friend who basically was just in a living situation where she was like, there's absolutely no way I can ever use this in my home. There are far too many children and people and it is way too loud. So <laughs> yeah. um I took it on, but then very quickly uh, did not like it. It was a different design than the one that Oasis had. Um, and it basically just jumped everywhere. So, like, there was no way of really um, securing it to the ground in any way for you to actually get anything out of it. It was just, like, more frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So um, the design of the one that Oasis has, though, was a little more sturdy. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, the way that they had it set up was like more comfortable. They originally had it set up where a few people were on their hands and knees and getting it from um, like doggy style. And I'm just not comfortable on my hands and knees on a hard surface. So um, nor can I usually come that way. So I, I said that I preferred it being turned around and they were able to accommodate. And so I went on my back and um you know, it took a couple minutes to get it set up and angled the correct way. But uh, we had a choice of, um, let's call them men. Um, so, Curly, just to be specific, we're talking about dildos for the machine, not men, right? No, not actual men. All right. So there were a um, the selection of available options. There was some black, some brown, some white, and different sizes. I think there was four different dildos being offered. One was like ginormous, like the type of guy that you see and you run away from because he was so big. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to interject, we gave them names, remember? So no. at least I did. I don't know if you did, but I certainly did. So that one that you're referring to, the giant one that we'd run away from, I, we yeah. called him Miles Long. Miles Long. Miles Long. Miles DeLong, okay. Sounds like a good Miles name. Miles Long. Miles Long. <laughs> yeah, so he was the first one. It was just, yeah, you looked at it, and I looked at it, and we're like, nope. That was a nope. big veto on that one. Nope. <laughs> that, that's a, like, won't be able to walk for a week type cock to fuck. R picked one, and uh, I picked the, the, and it was quite large. I picked a downsize from hers. Um, and it was just like a good, you know, larger average size do you remember what i named him julio you named julio, him julio. That's right. <laughs> yeah yeah i decided I, to, I to, to fuck julio that's funny yeah so anyway um you know we started with a condom it's always easier even though they sanitize everything easier to lube it up and so you know i was talking a little dirty to julio to get julio the uh, dildo uh, all warmed up the good thing about fucking a machine is you don't have to get them warmed up they're automatically hard they're automatically ready to go so but important because we're not getting lubricated before so you know once the condoms on there we added some lube and they had some fuck water there which i highly recommend that product 
It is a uh, more of an oil-based lubricant, um, lasts longer, especially on something like a toy. And so, uh, you know, did that, inserted it in, got it to the right spot. And um, I had control of the mechanism myself. So basically I could control how fast it went forward and backwards. It didn't have the choices like a Sibian where you, where it'll spin or the vibration. It just simply goes in and out. But you can change the angle, whether it's angled up or straight or, or down. Um, so I was able to get it in the right position. And uh, <clears throat> I had three different occasions where I guess I kind of clench down in that area. And that's usually, I call it the force. <laughs> so it's like, that's usually when all of my lovely friends grab their towels because they're about to get <laughs> hit by the splash zone. So um, I could feel myself clenching down. So I definitely wanted to squirt. And, um, I, and I kept shooting him out. So there was like three different times where I shot him out. And that happens in sex with me often. Shot him out. Where I the, shoot the, the dildo out. shot out of your vagina as it was penetrating. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I literally call it the force because it really is. It's a very, very, unless it's like a absolute ginormous cock and the guy is like fully thrusted in there. Most guys get thrusted out. Gotcha. Um. So that happened, but I was able to achieve orgasm and, you know, I probably squirted at least three different times, left a little puddle below me. Um, and so, yeah, overall, it was a positive experience. So one thing I noticed is uh, after you and uh, R, which we'll get ours uh, version in a second, but I noticed that after I asked you guys like, oh, was it great? Or like, you know, and you both had a, a very surprising answer to me. You both said, yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't as good as a man or whatever. And I was like, what? A man, you need to, you know, you can't plug in and turn up to a certain consistency, right? Like this, this machine was reliable, whatever. But you both had really interesting reflections on why that was. So can you answer that, Curly, first? Why was the machine not the same experience as a real person and why? And was that good or bad? Well, I like, I think on the positive, if you're, you know, trying to please yourself and you're in this masturbating mode then there are times where you're like fuck like I wish I could just get railed right and at least you have the opportunity with something like this and the way I, I never really specified why this machine was designed better it's basically the legs had like a bar across it whereas the one that I had had four feet that suction down now there's perks of both because suctioning could be a good thing but I found that the suctions were not really good and unless you had a surface that it could actually suction to then it wasn't that great and it, it was it didn't have as much um angling opportunities as this one did this had more angling so you could whereas that one like you probably would only be really able to do it on the floor unless you had some sort of table or something set up that you could use it for um so what so it would be good in a masturbation setting or with like a, a you know a husband and wife or a a, a relationship say the guy doesn't have a very big penis and the wife really wants to get railed then yeah it could be an advantage but there's something to be said about being touched about a guy diving down and going for oral after you know having sex about you know squeezing your nipples or like you know if you like that sort of thing choking you a little or grabbing your hair whatever your kinks are when you don't have that and it's just a machine and no one's talking dirty to you it's it's a little you know eh? <laughs> all right mechanical maybe 
Yeah, precisely. From and a robot. I thought that was interesting <laughs> because not only that, but you guys also like, yes, it was fun and games, but you also gave them names. It's like you humanized this machine. It's like you could have sex with the machine, but we still wanted those elements of the human connection, even if they're missing. So yeah. I, I know I have the sex machine at home, the one that has the suction cups, and I could even put like 20 pound weights in front of it and behind it, and it would still bounce around with those suction cups. So you're right to think build and materials for these machines matter. I have owned a sex machine that was in the roughly $150 range, and it was garbage. I then got a fan to buy me one in the $500 range, and it was still like you basically need to strap it down so it doesn't bounce its way out of my window as it's railing me. So I found as a single person using a sex machine, even in my house, it is not, it's like a two person job anyways. You need someone to hold yeah. that down while it's fucking you. Yeah. And that's not really masturbation. If I had Amanda help me, I just, you know, do it differently. So, right. Right. okay. So would you do it again if you had an option of a, of a man instead or no? I mean, it's an option, but it's off the bucket list. It's not really a, an essential. I, I think I enjoy riding the Sibian and trying different attachments of the Sibian more than this. Although, yeah. I don't know, there's something daunting about that ginormous uh, dildo yeah. that is a little bit alluring, but I really think I wouldn't be able to walk for a week if I fucked that. <laughs> and not only that, so we're going to introduce our story too, but one of the things I also noticed is that how many people, because it wasn't just you two ladies who tried out the machine, we watched other people, how many of them gravitated to the smallest size dildos? And I remember saying like, I wish all the men would take notice. None of us, we didn't all just go for that giant one. Some of us were like, that one scares us. We want this one. I was like, medium to small. Like it was fine. But not everybody's looking for the same big dick. Not everybody's looking for the same big, thick, girthy thing. Or everybody's looking for something different. And I, I, I was really surprised at how many people wanted the smaller side when they had such a range. Um, okay, so R, are you ready to share? Mm -hmm. about your but there's something really. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Crow. Oh, I was just saying that there's something really different, though, about fucking a dildo versus a cock. Because a dildo, even though they put, like, the silicone and the other things on the outside to make it feel when you're holding it to be more like skin, it doesn't have the same muscle and movement that a cock does. So, you know, those huge ones literally can, like, hurt your uterus, you know? Like, those can injure a person yes you can get the same thing from a really hard cock but usually a cock is a little more what is it malleable yeah <laughs> than these are squishy. a little more squishy that's why i like a, a little more squishy instead of a hard dildo uh with a base on it because it's not as forgiving for each crevice i like a dip that can like kind of as like a mold to the environment so to speak yeah yeah all right r would you like to share with us your story um, sure. So I knew that the fuck machine was going to be there that day and I decided I wanted to go. Not because I hadn't tried a fuck machine, as you know, at, uh, if you remember at your place, we tried one and had a good time with that. I hope to be able to find that clip one day and post it on my OnlyFans. But in the meantime, I wanted to try their machine. So I definitely went and I wanted to be among the first people to try it. I was very enthusiastic about it. And I saw the array of dildos that were set there. And like you girls, I was like, yikes on the big one. So, you know, we named him Miles Long. Ha ha ha. And then the next one there, it was a little bit smaller, still fairly big. I was like, mm, not so sure. I named him like Big Willie Johnson. And then there was the next one that I kind of like. And that's the one I was gravitating to. Um, the next one down. 
And he's the one that, you know, I called Phil McCracken. And then there was Julio, the one I think you tried, right? Girls, the smallest one. So I was thinking, yeah, Phil McCracken's the one I'm going to take. And then I saw the girl before me who went and she took the bigger one, Big Willie Johnson. And I thought, I wonder if I could take that. I'm not sure, not sure how that'll feel, but I decided to go for it instead of the one I was going to pick and put it on. We did the same thing, condom, lube, the whole bit. I got on all fours because I like that position and it was angled just right. And the girl before me had done that. I thought, all right, I'll do it. And I, I can come in that position. So I sat on all fours, um, lined it up. And as it poked in, I was like, Ooh, okay. Wow. So if that was an actual human being, I probably would have been a little more scared, but because I could control the thrusting and I could pull out a little bit more so it wasn't hitting my uterus and I could angle it differently, like just by sitting up a little bit, it was very consistent. So I, I was the one who controlled the angle by my body. And so that was helpful. It hit the right spot. It got in there and it was, it, you know, in, out, in, out, controlled the speed. I liked the speed a little bit and I could feel the orgasm building up building up, building up. And like you, Curly, when I, when it's time, I push and it thrusts out. And so that is what happened with this. I felt the urge and I went boom, and it flew out and I made a little wet spot myself, but I'll tell you, it was underwhelming to say the least. It was almost like a physical reaction. If you tickle me in the right spot and I pee, for example, it, it felt very much like that. It wasn't a satisfying orgasm. It was functional and mechanical so did it work to get me there yeah did I love it no I didn't tell Phil McCracken or whatever the guy Big Willie I didn't say I love you and I want to marry you after there was none of those feelings um and I kind of got up and just left with it like I didn't love it having said that it was a much better quality machine than the one that you and I had tried yeah it was like you said, it was angled better. They had a bar for a foot. So I was putting my feet across it. And that way it wasn't moving anywhere. And I knew where it was at all times, like control better. It was, um, it was, it was fun. I'm glad I tried it, but it just reminds me that that is no substitute for a real human being. Yeah. And at the end of it, I asked you both like, Hey, like, how was it? And you were like, yeah, you know, it was, it was like missing something, you know, missing when the person would like grab your boob or whatever. And, and you said like, oh, it was okay, but it felt a little mechanical. And I remember looking at you both saying, you know, that's what casual sex feels like to me, even when it is a human. And then I remember we had a little discussion about that because I said, you know, just because I experience casual sex that way doesn't mean everyone else does, obviously. But for me, I don't care if it's a machine or a human. If I don't know that person's soul, if we don't have a connection, they might as well just be a machine plugged into the wall plumping me, right? So that's what the, I, I don't get off on casual sex because I would walk away feeling like it was mechanical, even if it was a person. So it's interesting how you guys, you know, did like the mechanical feeling of the mechanical thing. Um, but it's just so funny how we all have different experiences. But I thought you guys would have been raving about it. And then when you both had kind of mixed reviews on it, I thought, well, that's really interesting, too. Let's find out why it wasn't up to par with, you know, some of the guys, you know, that we could trade them in for. Well, I. I also think that, you know, having an audience there for it doesn't help. Like, it's hard to get into it fully 
when you know people are watching you and you know you're on stage and on display and your ass is in the air or whatever, right? Like you try to just get into your own bubble, but that it's a factor. You're not alone with it. So if I had 15 minutes alone and maybe put on the other attachment and got into my head, you know, watch some porn as it was happening, like who knows what could happen? It could Very be much better. And I would try it also, um, like this time I did it on all fours. I would like to try it again on the back because I remember when we did ours, that's how we had success was on my back. And it might feel better in a missionary position like that. But as I said, it's not human in the sense I miss the body weight on me. I miss, you know, the, the dildo machine isn't going to choke me, isn't going to pull my hair, isn't going to give me an ass slap. So you know, isn't talking dirty, isn't calling me a slut, you know, it's, right. it's missing that element of it, the, the fantasy. So is it mechanical and functional? Yeah, but that's, that's what toys are pretty much. No toy is telling you you're beautiful. No toy is telling you how much they want you. That's, that's the whole point of it. But I'd like to think that with a, a few, you know, 20 private minutes, I could have better success at it, but I'd still take a man anything. Most men. Well, you, girl, you girls were very brave to get up in front of people. I know I was there watching. Even when uh, when R was doing it, I was like, hey, would you like somebody to come and slap your ass? Like, And I was like roll calling in the room. Anyone want to slap her ass and get, make this, like, get it along and like, move it and along? And nobody did. I was a little disappointed. Nobody did. <laughs> I know. I know. And not me and you aren't sexual, so I wasn't going to go lead the pack. So I was like, all right, well, we're just going to have the machine. But um but yeah no thank you girls for explaining this because it was a really cool night i went on a normal night to the club that i don't normally go because it was this theme night so i think oasis is doing good things with opening up their themes and like trying out different things um but yeah any final words before we uh we uh, end this uh chat about it i'm in agreement with Curly where i prefer the sibian over the fuck machine if i had a choice i just yeah. like the feeling of it better you're riding it almost like a horse you're, you're up and down on it it's more of a vertical ride this one is more of a horizontal ride, whether it's laying down on your back or laying on or you're on all fours. It's still more of a horizontal in and out. Okay. So that's my assessment. Um, and I went actually to watch a few more people do it after you guys weren't in there. I was just by myself with some other people just watching people. And I think the best experience that I saw, and it was uh, a couple in there and he was totally assisting her. So he went down in there and started getting her clit underneath. So he was fulfilling so as a partner machine i think it'd be a great idea because like we said it is kind of a two-person operation so i really think that that could make a big difference in someone's experience um and then also uh one of the other girls um she was a performer like just the moans and the screams and the what you know like just totally into it then that's totally entertaining for the crowd but like like kind of like you know our judgment on on certain types of porn we're like that's not realistic you know <laughs> like I feel like she was just doing it as part of a show and she may have been a little bit tipsy you know <laughs> thank you for for listening to our chat about the sex machine if you want to click on the links in the description of the podcast I do have some Amazon storefronts with these sex machines on it take a look at the base make sure you're looking for the quality build materials like we discussed if you go cheap you're going to need someone to hang that thing you know bolt it to the floor so you might as well upgrade and get a better machine so uh thank you for sharing your honest experiences ladies thank you